so excited to be in your presence. What a joy, what a privilege to come to your presence. Lord, I pray that no one will leave here the same. Thank you, Father. Speak to our hearts, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. Right. Well, we are moving on to something different uh, in the next two weeks before we have our Swollen Sunday service on the 24th. Some of you are not clapping because you don't know what the Swollen Sunday is about. Swollen Sunday service is a service where about 3,000 people gather here. Yeah. And that is what we are believing God. For the last time we had 1,200 and something. Now we want to move to 3,000. Yeah, it's possible. If all of you are going to do what you have to do. Okay, so Sunday, 24th November, live and colored, is happening. Amen. So please make sure that you are here. I don't know why you miss it. It's going to be one service. So all of us are coming to have a joint service. So everybody must make your way to this place. And we are covenanting with the Lord that at least, at least three people, you're going to bring them to church. Is that a good idea? Oh, I didn't hear you. Beautiful. So let's do our best. So in these two weeks, I'm going to share with you on the mega church. The mega church. The mega church. Preaching from Bishop's book, The Mega Church. And uh, I'm going to preach on 25 reasons why we must have a mega church in Obuasi. What do you think? Beautiful. Because that is God's vision. God's vision is that we'll have a mega church. God's vision is that we'll have a big church. What, what does mega mean? Big. What else does it mean? What? Huge. What else does it mean? Great. Gargantuan. Gargantuan. What else does it mean? Mighty. Enormous. Huge. Massive. Growing. Yes. So, that is what we want to experience here. And um, we have been confessing every day in our, um, what do you call it? The grace that we share. What do we say? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The communion. Fellowship. The contribution. The participation. The series of victories of the Holy Ghost. And the 2,000 members. Including all the important people from our life. Be with us now and forevermore. Amen. So we have been confessing it every day. That we shall have 2,000 people seated in the church. And when we have the swelling Sunday, what it is is that the church swells. And when you swell, usually when you come back, you don't come back to the same size. You come back at least a little more the same. And then we continue. Then we swell again. Then we come again. So by the time we finish swelling, swelling, by the time we, we are 2,000 people seated here. It's going to happen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So are you going to join in to bring people? Yes. Hallelujah. So we need to believe in this vision. And let's strive for it. And that is why today I want to share with you 25 reasons. I don't think I can finish all today. I'll do some. And next week I'll continue. So reason number one. 
why we must have a mega church. Now, you must desire a mega church because that is the most appropriate vision and goal for a pastor. That is the most appropriate vision and goal for a pastor. Yeah. Proverbs 29 verse 18. The Bible says that where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. So, the best vision for any pastor is to have a mega church. Otherwise, the church is going to die. In fact, when you don't even have a vision, some people have a church, but there's no vision. But our church, our vision is to be big. Somebody say big. Yeah. So, we are not satisfied with the few of you seated here. Oh, I, I, I thought I'm, I'm going to hear some amen from you. We want to see this place full. And that is why campus people, I'm not expecting you to just come yourself alone. When you are coming, at least each one of you bring one person with you. Or AC, what do you think? Yeah, don't come alone. Come with somebody. You know, otherwise you don't believe in this vision. And as a pastor, this is my vision. So, I will be pushing you and pushing you and pushing you till we get a mega church. Can I have a better amen? So, every one of you must tune yourself to this vision because you will not be happy if every day we come and say, hey, we have to do outreach. We have to do that. What is it? That is what it is in the church here. Oh, people are too quiet on me. So, I, I, I want you all to have that mind. Yeah. You alone seated here, Hidayah, I, I don't like it. This you are singing nice thing. I'll be there, I'll be there. It's nice. But you'll be there. Whenever you need me, I'll be there, yes. But we, we, we need you to bring the people. What about the other people? There must be people who are listening to you. As you are standing here singing and thousand people are seated here. Oh. It's nice. It's going to happen. Reason number two, because... Straightforward. You must desire to have a mega church because the desire for a mega church will lead you on a journey that will make your church grow. A journey. You see, anytime you are looking for something, you, you begin to do certain things. When a brother is looking for a sister, or even a sister wants to be proposed to, oh, brother, propose to me. She, she wants to be proposed to. There's a way she begins to carry herself. And there's a way she begins to dress. Now, she used to just walk around freely. She doesn't care about her hair and all that. But all of a sudden, she goes to do her hair at the salon. She, she, she does things. It's a journey. Somebody says it's a journey. So, when we also want to have a mega church, it will lead us on a journey. And that is why things like Swollen Sunday is a journey that we are on. We never used to be doing that. But we realize that if we want to have a mega church, then we must begin to move on a certain journey. Otherwise, we will not get it. And that is why we are doing all the things we are doing. Outreaches that we are having every week. Follow up. This, that. It's all attempts to have 
a mega church. If you want to be somebody who is flowing with miracles, signs and wonders, there's a journey you must begin to go on. You need to follow people who flow in miracles, people who flow in these things, people like Benny Hinn, people like Dagwood Mills. You need to begin to follow them. And as you do, before you realize, you are also having miracles in your life. I see you having certain things. That people want to become president, American president and all that. When they, they give birth to them, when they start, even the schools they attend, it's all, they are on a journey to becoming. So when you hear them, they are president, when you ask, they went to this school and they did this, they did this, they've learned how to do certain things in order to become a president. Yeah. So it's the same thing with us. And it gives you a certain desire that makes you move in a certain direction. And once you desire it, you have it. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. The Bible says that, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. I see you having the things that you desire. In the name of Jesus. Number three, you must have a mega church because the prophetic destiny of every church that the Lord builds is to have a greater end than the beginning. The prophetic destiny. What did I say? Even you, God's prophetic destiny for you is that your end will be greater than your beginning. Bible says that even though your beginning was small, your latter end, Job 8 verse 7, should greatly increase. So, our end is supposed to increase. It's not supposed to diminish. Our church is not supposed to go down. You see some churches, it's like the thing is dying. When you travel abroad, I mean, so the churches, even there are no pastors. The churches are there, there are no pastors. The people attend and there's no pastor to teach and to shepherd them. And the churches are just finishing. But that's not the prophetic destiny of God. God's prophetic destiny is that your end should be greater than your beginning. And that's why I believe that you are going to end this year very well. I don't know how you started this year. But I prophesy to you that the end of this year will be more beautiful than your... Oh. Already are you not seeing the beauty around... You will not end the same way you started. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18. He said the path of the just is like the light that shineth brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. Unto the perfect day. Somebody I see God making you shine brighter. Today I don't feel the people from the first episode. I said I'm not feeling you at all. Can I hear your loudest Amen. So, that's God's desire for us as a church. That our end will be great. So, we should not accept anything small, little, meager. What are all the words? Tiny. Choche. It's a Greek word. Choche. Petite. Cute. Mediocre. 
And there are some people, they like it. They say, oh yeah, you know, pastor, when the church is small, it, it's nice. You know, it, it gives it a family feel and, 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 and no trouble. We are, we, are, we are just small. No, 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 no. That is not what we want. The world says the fewer, the merrier. That's what they say in the world. But in the church, the more, the merrier. Now, can you imagine? Oh yeah, put your hands together for Jesus. Can you imagine as we have come and we are singing all around and we are dancing. So many people are dancing and we are dancing and we are dancing. Oh, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be beautiful. I see us having a mega church. Yeah. It's going to happen. Ah. Number four. <laughs> you must have a mega church because most pastors are deceived into thinking that the work is being done when it is not being done. Most pastors are deceived into thinking that the work is being done when it's not being done. The truth of the matter is, what is the work that Jesus is doing? When Jesus himself was walking on this earth, what did he say? Matthew 16, verse 18. He said, you are Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church. So, what is Jesus doing? What is the work that he's doing? The work Jesus is doing is building the church. Whenever you are doing something else, just know that you are not doing the work that Jesus is doing. Because a lot of people feel that, oh, what we are doing, teaching about uh, economic empowerment and uh, hedging, and what what secretization of future earnings and how to be a millionaire overnight these are not the things that Jesus is doing financial engineering 48 laws of what financial power no he said I will build my I cannot hear are you both here today no, so I'm reading something. I thought you'd be reading with me. He said what? I will build my church. And that is why I've given myself to the building of the church. Those of you who were here on Tuesday, I preached on the message, I will build my church. That was the title of the message. Because that's what Jesus is doing. I don't know why I should be building my pork joint. Or, or you don't like my message. I don't know why I should be building my AGA and building all these type of things when Jesus is building the church. And that is why we must all be interested. If we say church growth, we say mega church, you must be interested. But you are only interested in your marriage, you are interested in your shop, your business, your, your, your whatever, school. That is all you are interested in. You are doing something which is not what Jesus is doing. So many people are deceived. When Jesus was leaving, Matthew 28 verse 18, he said to the disciples, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. He said, Go ye therefore into all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. That is the only way Jesus will be with us. When we are going into the world, 
and we are preaching the gospel. We should not be deceived, my, my beloved. Don't be deceived. Sometimes you go somewhere, it's like, this is the thing. You know, that you, as for the cars and the things there, I'm telling you, it is a byproduct. When you serve God, it will happen. Oh yeah. I've been here doing my best for the Lord. I just spoke to somebody. I said, I need chairs for my church. Can you buy chairs for us? He said, no problem, I'll do it. Why not? And he bought a chair. That's what you are sitting on. Pardon? Yes. Another brother called me. He said, I've been watching you on Facebook. I see you. I see you sweat a lot. I want to put AC in your church. Yeah. So I told him that, listen, I have a lot of issues in my church. <laughs> my wall at the back is broken. Uh, we rent chairs. So many things. So... The AC, the other end, yeah, yeah, we'll, well, what I'm just telling you is that the blessings, they will follow you. They will chase you. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all other things, including a beloved, including a car, including a house. They will chase you. Receive the chasing blessing. So, don't, don't bother yourself too much about this. You'll do the work of God. Build the house of God. When you build his house, he will build a house for you. Yeah. He said to the disciples in Acts 1.8, first of all, he told them, Luke 24, 49, he said, tarry ye in Jerusalem. He said, don't go anywhere until you are endued with power from on high. Then he said in Acts 1.8, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. That is what Jesus is doing. Give yourself to that. Number five. Because if I don't take care, I'll be wild. I'll be talking before I realize we won't finish. You must have a mega church because God's will is that his house may be filled. That's the will of God. People say, I want to know what your will is. And we pray, that will be done. That will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is that will? Fill the church. Fill the church. Luke 14, 23. And the Lord said to the servant, Go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. What house is he talking about? The church. That's his house. He doesn't have any other house. When he says, bring ye the storehouse, bring ye the your tie to the storehouse. What does he mean? This house. So God wants us to fill this place. And that is why today after church, we are not all rushing away. We are all going out there to the highways, to the hedges, all the places. We are going to distribute flyers and we are going to witness to them. Bring them to church. Oh, I, I thought you'd be clapping some more. That my house may be filled. Number six. You must have a mega church because your harvest field is the world. He said, go ye therefore into all nations. So our harvest field is the world. 
And so if the world is the place that we must reach, then certainly what God is thinking about must be something very big. He's not just thinking about Obwase. No. God is thinking beyond Obwase. He's thinking about Kumasi. He's thinking about Takrad. He's thinking about Cape Coast. He's thinking about Thailand. He's thinking about Singapore. He's thinking about Sri Lanka. He's thinking about Ouagadougou. He's thinking about so many places. The whole world. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. So, it cannot be that the few of us seated here, God is happy with us. Is it that you don't like the message or you don't understand the message? Which one is it? No, no, no. I'm expecting that. I'm saying, that. yeah, Bishop. That's, that's what you are saying. So when you sit here and you see the chairs there empty, it must be a message to you that God is not happy with us. Unless you don't believe the Bible, but it, it is that that I'm reading to you. Yeah. The Bible says that multitudes, Jeremiah, are in the valley of decision. A lot of people are wandering, they are walking around, they don't know which way to turn. And that is why we are going to tell them, come to Jesus. 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 For Jesus is the answer for the world today. Nothing else is the answer. No. Cocaine is not the answer. Homosexuality is not the answer. The advent of now... We, I went to a program in London one time. Was it last year or last, was it the last two years? And then the MC came to announce that, well, you know, we have the gents and the ladies, but you know these days... There's freedom of this. So whichever one you feel you apply, uh, use it. So if you feel like you are a, you are a lady, but you feel like you are a man, you, you go to where the men are. If you are a man, you feel like you are a lady, then you go to where the ladies are. How can that be the solution for the world? Jesus Christ is the only solution. And if the church is not going to preach it, that is when the world will be propagating all these things and Obama and all these people will be going about gay rights and other foolish things. You Obama, black man, look at you two, where you are passing. She didn't bring himself. Number seven, because my time is up. You must have a mega church because the biblical example of churches had thousands of members. So, how come that in the Bible, the churches had thousands? They're with you. Fifty. Why? We are not fulfilling scripture. Maybe a message, no, I'll preach anyway. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. <laughs> He said, then they that gladly received the word were baptized. And the same day, there were added to them about 3,000 souls. Oh, oh, same day. That is why we are believing that 3,000 people are going to gather here. On the 24th of November, 3,000 people. Same 24th. Acts chapter 4 verse 4. He said, 
But many that heard the word, Acts 4, 4. Many which heard the word believed, and the number of men, not even, they didn't count the women. They didn't count the children. But the number of men was about 5,000. That's it. That, that, that's mega church. That's it. Now, we cannot be joking here. We are doing three by four. So it's okay. When you are one soul, be following up. People are talking about thousands giving their life to Christ. And that's why we're going to have a crusade. We'll be having a crusade. We'll give Jesus a birthday present for Christmas. Christmas crusade. So brother, start organizing it. Find some nice place. Let's go and have crusade. I'm ready to preach. I'm ready to preach, I tell you. Number eight. You must have a mega church because having a large church means that more souls have been won to the kingdom. Oh yeah. Once we have a mega church, it's a sign. Because look at all of you seated here. You have been snatched from the camp of the devil. Yeah. Anita, you should have been by now, by now, boy, be at Chihuahua, I say. Sunday morning. Oh, me, meow. Oh, me, meow. Oh, me, meow. Squeezing you. Yeah. Look at you sitting here looking nice. The Lord has delivered you from the camp of the devil. So, can you imagine the more of such people we have in the church? It's a sign that we have delivered a lot of people from going to hell. That's why we have to do it. Look at me here preaching. Normally, Sunday morning, we will go to Omutu base. We have uh, Lagabie Club. Beer, beer. And we're in the club. Sweating. The beer is sweating. Then we are sitting around. Then we are eating. Yeah. See me standing here preaching like this. The devil is not happy at all. We're losing. We're losing. This guy. But God said, this guy, I can use him mightily. I can use him to preach to a lot of people. Yeah. And I tell you, people are winning so so. When you go to Redeem Church in Nigeria, I tell you, when they have their camp meetings, when they have altar call, the altar call, a bus brings the people because the place is so big. So many people, that before the soul will walk from the end at the back, come to the altar, the service is over. Yeah, so there's a bus. So if you want to give your life to God, join the bus. Join, then a bus drives from the back of the church to the front of the church. Hey! Brother, we are joking. May we have buses bringing people to the front. It's going to happen. God will give us a mega building, a mega church. You mark it on the wall. All the things we say, they happen. Number nine, you must have a mega church because in a mega church, more workers and laborers are released to do the work of God. More workers, more laborers. You see all these people who are singing? We could have had more people singing. But the same people, the same people that are singing, the same people are singing here, the same people are singing here, that's how it is all the time. 20% of the people do 80% of the work every time. It is a principle. It's called the Pareto principle. Every time you see 20% of the people do 80% of the work. 
Oh, you haven't seen it before. Sometimes you are, you are carrying something with people, a wardrobe or something. 80% of the people are not carrying the thing. But almost down there. Hey! 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 Yesterday happened. We were carrying something. And they were not doing it. Generator. Some people were not doing it. They say, hey, hey, oh male, oh male, you are not doing anything. When you are pushing a car, there are a lot of people, they are not pushing, their hands are just on the car. Only 20% is doing the work. And the same thing applies in the church. Many of us are seated, we don't do anything in the church. Yeah, only 20% of the people are doing something. You must rise up and do more than what you are doing. Think beyond your, your, you, your husband, you, your wife, and your children. Go beyond that. That's not the whole world. Your husband and your children, two, three people, five. Ah. So, please. But more people will be released. Jesus himself said, Matthew 9, 37, the harvest is plentiful. He said, but the laborers are few. The people who do the work. Sometimes I want to organize an outreach on Saturday. But the people who will come, just a few. And that's why today, I'm taking all of you. Taking all of you out. We are going out there. We are going to do outreach. Nobody is going anywhere. All the buses, everything, they should all stay. We are going out to we'll come back. And tell all the bus drivers, they should take their time after service, second service. Nobody is going anywhere. Number 10. <laughs> oh, you don't like my message. Eh? <laughs> you must have a mega church because through a mega church, more ministers of the gospel full-time pastors and bishops are appointed and released into the field. Yeah. It's only through a mega church that I can become a bishop. Me, a bishop. But if it's not a mega church, where will you pass to become a bishop? That thing is small. Into small people, small people, they are the bishop, that's all. But when it's a mega church, it's like, listen, there's a place in Obwase, we need somebody to go and oversee all those places. Yeah. We have churches in Formina. We have churches in uh, Jacobu. We have churches in uh, New Edubiase, Bekwai, Anyakwanta, uh, uh, Brusase, uh, where? Manso, Achure, Akokeri. All these things. Somebody has to. So I'm overseeing all these churches. Yeah, as I'm standing here. So, a lot of churches. We have 3,000 churches in the world, over 3,000. We will need more bishops to be over the churches. Yeah, a bishop is not just a title. It's a function. Charlie, my time is up. And, uh, but you are going to be one of the pastors. Who, because we are having a mega church, you will be one of the pastors. Number 11, you must have a mega church because in a mega church, more people are involved in prayer against the power of the prince of the air. Yeah. Because when there are more of us, we can pray more. 
But when a few of us, there's a few people are praying. But as we are all praying, we multiply the multiplied effect. You should see us praying on the platform every morning. 4 a.m. to 6. Mikatona Basheka. Rekandoria Sandabande. Hikatababababa. We bind the prince of the power of the air. We bind demons. We bind lions that are standing there and they are roaring and driving people away. We cast them out of our environment. The devil is not comfortable. No, no, no. How can he be comfortable? That's why in Europe is okay there because there's no prayer going on there. Europe, they don't even believe that there's a devil. Yeah. But here, Satan is in trouble. And this like, and when he comes there, we too, he cannot stay. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against. Oh. Spiritual wickedness in high places. That's what we are dealing with. So wherefore, put on your whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. So we need to pray and we need more people to pray. And every one of us must join in. And God is raising you. Now if we have more people, can you imagine? We can even have all night every day. We have prayer meetings all night. Prayer meeting all night. Don't pray at this, that. Chale, chale, the guy cannot be comfortable in the place. That's why Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Because when people rise up to pray, the gates of hell cannot and will not prevail. Let me add one more because it looks like my time is up. You people, you were singing. You were singing. So now that me too, I'm preaching. You are now looking at me. Uh, when you were singing, you didn't say anything. Number 12, you must have a mega church because a mega church generates large crowds. And large crowds create expectation. Yeah. Anytime there are a lot of people, there's, there's an expectation. There's something, it's like something is about to happen. You see? And that is why our turning point services, we're going to be having more people coming for the turning point services. Yeah, because it's going to create a greater expectation. When there's greater expectation, then the faith will also go up. Yeah. When you don't expect anything, you don't experience anything. You can write it down. If you don't expect anything, you don't experience anything. So, we need to have large crowds. In the church. And we're going to have it. I said we're going to have it. The Bible says in Acts 8 verse 5. It says that. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria. And he preached Christ to them. And the people with one accord. Gave it to those things which Philip spake. Hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits. Crying with a loud voice. Came out of many that were possessed with the devil. And many taken with pauses, and that were lame, were healed, and there was great joy in the city. Because when the city comes together to hear a man of God preach, certainly the expectation will be great. And that expectation is always met with a blessing, with a miracle, with healing, with breakthroughs. And I believe that God is doing one in somebody's life this morning. Receive a miracle in your life. Receive healing in your life. Receive a blessing in your life. Receive a breakthrough in your life. 
in Jesus' name. Stand to your feet and let us close. Hallelujah. Everybody be on your feet. All eyes closed and every head bowed. Maybe you are here today. Somebody invited you to church. But you are not born again. You don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. I want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. If you are here like that, just lift up your right hand. And I'll pray with you. You want to give your life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Today is a day of salvation. Don't let this day pass you by. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless you. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.